Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wow, Matt, fellow adventurers. We're playing as Sir Crokington. And we've and we're going to Axepath. Axepath Cemetery again. And we're going to be focusing on well, okay, let's start with adventures for this location. The last track out. Out of the war of mist before you emerges a man whose stumbling gait and ragged blood-soaked attire instantly has you believing he is yet another of the hideous, risen dead that prowl Axepath. Start the adventure. As you draw up to the southern edge of the graveyard, your eyes scouring the eerie, mist-shaped landscape for any sign of movement. You suddenly what hear sound, what sounds like rapid footfalls coming from somewhere just inside the crumbly, the cemetery's crumbling border. Only moments later, out of the war of mist before you, emerges a man whose stumbling gait and ragged, blood-soaked attire instantly has you believing he is yet another of the hideous, wizened dead that prowl Axepath as the staggering man draws near. You realise he's still amongst the living, just barely. You rush forward and catch him as he pitches forward, preventing the wounded man from landing face first on the unforgiving ground. Leaning against you, he struggles to maintain his balance. The middle-aged man repeatedly voices his gratitude. Immediately attempt to, to ascertain whether or not the man is seriously wounded. Despite the blood that soaks his torn garments, he assures you he's fine. Before you can question him further, he presses his left hand to his chest. After several moments, he removes his hand and steps away from you, noticeably steady on his feet. You quickly sense he's used some sort of restoration magic on himself. As if having read your thoughts, he confirms your suspicions with a nod and tells you that with some much needed rest, he will fully recover from the recent misadventure in Axepath. The man, his dark brown hair only covering his head in small, uneven swaths, introduces himself as Tennywood and again thanks you for having been there to catch his fall. I suppose you're going in there, he asks, looking first at the mist-shrouded graveyard and then at you. I'm done with it, if it must be known. I've done what I could to clear it of its horn to discover its secrets, but I'm done with it, here. If you're, you're set on going in there, you can have this. Teddy Wood produces a jagged piece of stone tablet and hands the curious fragment to you. I have a jagged tablet fragment. This jagged fragment of a stone tablet bears half an engraving that depicts an axe entangled in bark briars. You were given this tablet piece by a man named Teddy Root, 
an adventurer who claimed he would never again set foot in Axpath Cemetery. According to what Tennywatt told you, you'll find a use for this piece of tablet in a clearing somewhere inside Axpath. You study the tablet fragment to discover it bears half an engraving that depicts an axe entangled in vires. Tennywatt says that the other half of the tablet can be found by visiting the, the clear, a clearing in the midst of the cemetery. He describes the clearing in detail, telling you that it's that that in it stands three goose, gruesome monuments and a tiered plinth. The other half of the tablet is set atop that plinth. If they could be reunited, I'm certain something would come of it. I'll show you how, how to find the clearing, but the rest is up to you. Not as not, not quite as easy as it sounds, for I don't expect you thought it would be. I'm not ashamed to admit that I wasn't prepared for what I encountered in that clearing. Terwork explains how to reach the clearing, telling you that the statue of the armoured man, a statue that he believes depicts a young Juve Gwen, you will find the foot of a path that leads its way into a patch of into a patch of laurel and bramble. You find yourself in there. He says, motioning his head in the direction of the graveyard. I'm done with it. These aging bones aren't fit for this sort of thing much longer. I think there's wisdom in knowing when to give up on a thing. And knowing when to settle down. I wish you only the best of luck. But you can tell me. You can hold me to what I say. When I, when I say I've just made my last trek out of Axepath. On the southern edge of Axepath, your hand still gripping the jagged piece of stone tablet, you bid farewell to Tennywood and wish him luck on wherever, wherever his world takes him from here. Tennywood, who save for his blood-soaked attire, shows no, no longer shows any sign of being wounded, tells you he's bound for Taranus. Look how dropping in and surprise my sister, he says, almost if he's thinking aloud. She can never see any sense in all my wandering about looking for adventure. Well, take care. I know when to give up on a thing. When he is gone, you safely tuck the stone tablet in amongst your other belongings and turn your keen, keen, wary gaze upon the grim spectre, the crumbling, miscrowded cemetery. Remember to look, look, look for the start of the winding path, the statue of the armoured man in the graveyard. According to Tennywoods, the path will lead you to the clearing which which stand the three gruesome monuments and the tiered plinth. Alright, step through the gates into the courtyard. And now we now now we're back to regular regular axe path service. So I'll pause until we get to the, the new stuff. Alright, here's a path. There's a path winding off into a laurel thicket, and here's the monument of the armoured man. So this is the thing that that Tennywood told us about. Investigate a path winding off into a laurel thicket. You follow the winding path into the thick of a laurel patch. The narrow, thick twit twists and turns as it meanders through the bush and bramble. Bramble until you find yourself approaching the perimeter of a broad clearing. You cautiously move up to the edge of the grassy swath. 
Standing at the edge of the large clearing, you warily survey the open swath. Three towering stone monuments, each, each crowned with the carved likeness of the hideous, three-eyed, vaguely humanoid figure, rise out of the mist, mist in the centre of the clearing. On the eastern side of the grassy expanse, its broad, flat plinth poking above the swirling fog, is the top of a three-tiered plinth. A bent, hooded figure, carrying a shovel, and clad, and clad in a tattered brown cloak, strolls silently around the bases of the three monuments. The figure ne- never looks up; seems not to have taken any notice of you. Let's enter the clearing. The instant you step into the clearing, the ground before you begins to weave as skeletal hands and limbs erupt from the soft earth. You instinctively draw back and draw yourself into combat resistance as the entire as an entire legion of fleshless undead emerge from the shallow graves, their choruses of shrill hisses almost deafening in the deep silence that hangs over the cemetery. A sharp hiss from behind fills you with dread, and you spin around to find another group of skeletons tearing their way out of the earth, surrounded by the ghoulish horde. With no immediate hope of escape, you grimly prepare to engage your foes. And a bit of healing first. You bravely engage the first of the fleshless undead. It's a scimitar-wielding skeleton. Uh, the tower's staff has loaded to six plus. The skeleton swipes at you with its decayed scimitar. 14 XP. The skeleton, its jaws stretched wide, emits a final wagged hips before collapsing into a pile of bone at your feet. You bravely engage the second of the eight skeletons. It's an axe wielding skeleton. Swipes you with decayed axe. Okay. Another 14 XP. The skeleton, its jaws stretched wide, emits a final wagged hiss before collapsing into a pile of bone at your feet. You bravely engage the third of the eight skeleton, hammer-wielding skeleton. Swipes you with decayed hammer and deals you a savage blow for five damage. Alright. I think they're all pretty much the same. That, that dies like the others. You, you bravely engage the fourth of the eight skeletons. Swipes you with decayed scimitar. The skeleton... Its jaw sweats wide, and it's a final wagged hiss before collapsing to a pile of bones at your feet. Hammer wielding skeleton. It's number five. Decayed hammer. And that dies like the others. Another hammer wielding skeleton. I guess it's hammer time. And so on. 14 XP. Three to 14 XP. A sword wielding skeleton. And then we finish off with a sword-wielding skeleton, the last of its skeletons, its bony fingers tapped widely around the hilt of a rusted sword, staggers forward and attacks. The skeleton swipes you with its decayed sword and is slain. 14 XP, the skeleton, its jaws stretched wide, emits a final wagged hiss before collapsing into a pile of bone at your feet. 64 XP to general. With a horde of skeletons now little more than heaps of bone that littered the edge of the clearing, you wipe your brow 
and set back to survey the scenes spread out before you. Standing at the edge of the large clearing, you warily survey the open swath. Three towering stone monuments, each vaguely, each crowned with the carved likeness of a hideous, three-eyed, vaguely humanoid figure, rise up out of the mist in the centre of the clearing. On the eastern side of the grassy expanse, its broad flat surface poking above the swirling fog, is the top of a three-tiered plinth. A bent, hooked figure, carrying a shovel and clad in a tattered brown cloak, strolls silently around the bases of the three monuments. Despite your recent battle, the figure seems not to have taken any notice of you. Well, I guess if you work in Axe Path, you, you stop noticing battles. Because they're always happening. There's always someone going into Axe Math and smashing up some skeletons. All the skeletons are fighting each other. Enter the clearing. As you step into clearing, the bent, hoodie figure moving about the base of the monument whips its head in your direction and unleashes a blood-curdling streak. Before you can properly react, the sinister figure holds up its white hand and you're immediately overcome by a deep sense of dread, picking a number. Bonus of 20, all from spirit. Gotta get 50 or more, or be spooked. Pick now. 62, success. You manage to stave off the more debilitating effects of your enemy's projected awe of fear, but there's little time to dwell on the small victory. The world figure is swift, fluid movements, more animal-like than human, bounce towards you across the uneven, mist-covered ground. As a sinister being hurtles into melee range, its face invisible beneath the shroud of gloom cast by its tattered hood, you instinctively move to block and counter its savage attack. Begin its yeah, let's fight the Grave Warden. The hood the hooded undead horror wakes at you with its long black claws. Alright, keep going, keep going, and it is slain. 24 XP. The cloaked figure slumps to the ground at your feet and does not move again. You reach down and tear away a tattered garment that covers its gaunt form, only to find there is nothing beneath it. The remains of the sinister creature that assailed you are nowhere to be found. After checking over your equipment, you step back towards the edge of the clearing. Oh, what if I approach the tiered plinth? You're standing on the eastern side of the clearing, directly below the three-tiered stone plinth. The smooth surface of each of the plinth's broad levels covered in engravings that depict various engraved weapons entangled in four new tendrils. Set into the top of the tier is one half of a stone tablet. The jagged left piece of the tablet piece of the tablet suggests its other half was somehow split away and removed using this thing we just got jagged tablet fragment use and also get back one encumbrance 128 experience to general you place the jagged half of the tablet you're carrying next to its counterpart it's a perfect fit now whole save for a thin meandering crack 
With a sword tablet bears an engraving that depicts an axe entangled in briars. You're standing on the eastern side of the clearing, directly before. Yeah. The tablet set into the top tier of the plinth is now whole. You restore the tablet by replacing the piece that was given to you by Tenniwood. Once again whole, save for a thin, meandering crack. The restored tablet bears an engraving that picks an axe entangled in by a step away from the plinth. Okay. There's currently no sign of anyone or anything in or around the clearing. Approach the stone monuments. You're standing in the middle of the clearing, directly before the three large stone monuments. Each column-like stone of figures is toppled by the carved likeness of a three-eyed, vaguely humanoid figure. Apart from a few subtle differences, the monuments appear to be identical to one another. A mound of earth covers a freshly dug grave at the foot of the monument on the left, the middle and the right. Uh, let's investigate the mound of earth before the monument on the left. You step up to the base of the bonnet, then examine the mound of earth. You've suffered the heap for only a few moments. You're certain that whatever lies below the pile was buried quite recently. Hmm, curious. I'm pretty sure this cemetery is no longer, you know, in active use, what we're trying to kill everyone who goes there. It's very hard to do a burial when... It's very hard to bury someone when skeletons keep trying to kill you. Apparently, I haven't actually tried. Maybe it's really easy. Maybe they help out. Suddenly, you fall back from the base of the monument as the mound of earth suddenly explodes. A hulking corpse, its decayed grey flesh, still, still clinging to its broad framing on even chunks, climbs out of the uncovered graves and stomps towards you. As you drop back even further, drawing yourself into combat with his stance, your gaze is drawn to the undead being's misshapen head, set set into the washing abomination's disfigured face are three blazing yellow eyes, Ooh, like with the monuments. With a snort, the fearsome creature moves into melee range and attacks. Alright, is this some sort of undead upgrading monument. You just put a regular undead in here and it gets balled up and becomes an undead hulk. Is that what's happening? Who knows? Who knows? Begin combat with the undead hulk. The undead hulk swipes it through its decayed fist. Undead hulk smash! Deals you a devastating blow for 30 damage. Because it punches really hard. Anyway, it is slain. 72 XP. You step back from the remains of the slain undead Hulk and stare down at the young moving mass of decayed flesh. The wide grave out of which this undead abomination climbed is now open. Suddenly, a shimmering cloud of silver vapor takes form out of the mist swirling through the clearing. The cloud swiftly expands as a moving, lifelike image takes form on the broadening F4 canvas. The clear, lifelike image on the surface of the shimmering wall of vapour 
is that of a young man standing before the edge of the gate of an imposing keep on the edge of a vast forest. The man turns and seems to acknowledge you with a friendly nod. The curtain and mist upon which the image appeared suddenly dissipates, dissolving into an endless wither of fog rolling through the clearing. Alright, what about if I quote, nothing more happens if I approach this grave, mound of earth. Yep, uh, the other mound of earth. Yep, looks like there's nothing more I can do here for now. I'm going to have to wait for the cemetery to reset before I can investigate the other two mounds of earth on two more axe path ones. Step away from the load of monuments. The plinth is all done. We'll sweep along the path and leave. And we're now back to regular axe path. So, pause. Uh, another of the new things to explore. You spot a school-shaped grave marker rising out of the fog that swirls through the grove of black trees. Investigate the school-shaped grave marker. You're standing before a large skull-shaped grave marker in the middle of a tangled grove of black, stunted trees. A massive pile of damp earth lies next to the gruesome monument. To the right of the heap is a broad, dark opening in the ground. Moving to the edge of the opening, your eyes fall upon a set of stone steps descending out of sight into the gloom. With your light source scattering the shadows, you boldly descend the stairs. The bottom of the steep flight you reach the wooden door. The door is ajar. No, it's a door. It's not a door. It's not a jar. It's a door. You step past the decaying barrier and into a broad stone wall passage. Okay, I'm near the southwest corner of the passage. Your heart nearly skips a beat as a grim snarl erupts out of the darkness just beyond the range of your light. Instinctively, you draw yourself in the combat-ready stance. As a sinister, staggering figure lurches into view. A rotting ghoul, its broad fang covered by the tattered remnants of a death cloak, hisses as its lifeless gaze falls upon you, with its black, jagged claws poised to wipe your flesh. The undead creature fearlessly closes on you. It's a cloaked ball. Just going to quick combat it. Just like 40 XP. The ghoul's decaying body shudders violently as long, large chunks of its festering flesh fall off its poor flame. With a hideous gasp, the undead horror collapses into an earthen onto the earthen floor of the passage. The sinister creature does not move again. To making certain nothing else is lurking nearby gloom, you quickly check over your gear and promptly set off along the passage. Alright. The very southern end of the passage I came into. Alright, making my way north. And then east. And then south. And off the... And breaking off the south running passage is a little... Is a little side path. A massive iron door seals off the passage ahead. The towering barrier bears no hatch or any other visible means by which you might affect this opening. Open, approach the iron door. 
You step towards the door and examine it closely. There doesn't appear to be any way to open it. Alright, head back east. Your heart nearly skips a beat as a grim snarl erupts out of the darkness just beyond the range of your light. Instinctively, you draw yourself into combat ready stance as a sinister, staggering gloom figure lurches into view. A rotting ghoul, its broad flame covered by the tattered remnants of cloth, cloth coat, hisses as its lifeless gaze falls upon you, with the black, the black jagged claws poised to tear wake your flesh. The gruesome undead creature fearlessly closes on you. It's a cloaked ghoul. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Swipes you with its deadly black claws. Use the staff lowers the difficulty again, and it is slain. 32 XP. The ghoul's festering body shudders violently as large chunks of its festering flesh fall from its tall, broad flame. With a hideous gasp, the undead horror collapses into an urban floor of the passage. The sinister creature does not move again. After making certain nothing else is lurking nearby gloom, you pop quickly check over your gear and promptly set off along the passage. Alright. Now, maybe if we slay enough of these things. These random ghouls. Here's another cloak ghoul, just gonna quick combat it. 40 XP. It, it it's it's like it's just like the other ones. Alright, I'm gonna manually fight the next one. If there is a next one, here's a cloak ghoul. Manually fight it, just see if he's got a special. I finish it off with some battle rage. 32 XP. Okay, keep going, keep going, keep going. An eerie silence fills the damp, musty passages off. Oh, and an enemy turned up. Another 32 experience for quick combating that. Fills the damp, musty passages of this ancient tomb. Alright, going up and down a few more times. Waiting for... I don't know where the ghouls are going, because it, it's a one-way passage. You can't exactly sneak past me. I don't know, maybe, maybe there's some secret passages only ghouls can go in. Or something like that. Alright, maybe the door's open now. Approach the iron door. As you step towards the door, the towering slab of iron groans and shudders. You step back as the door slowly swings open. There's enough room for you to squeeze past. When there's enough room for you to squeeze past, you quickly slip by the imposing barrier and into the passage beyond. The door closes behind you. Alright, I can go south and there's... Right, I've gone west. I've gone west from the west from the the passage that curves south. 
And now, I've gone west too, and then we can go down again. And one down with me is something else. Suddenly, as you head south along the corridor, you every sense alert for the first sign of danger. Strange, unnerving sound of the darkness ahead freezes you in mid-step. The soft, clear, almost melodonic voice of a man calls you out clear. Has Quen sent you? He was always fond of using underlings to see to his bidding. Is someone here? Has Quen sent you? Who is there? Identify yourself. Pick your name. Who is there? The eerie sound of the voice is swiftly replaced by the silence that fills these musty passages. You immediately sense that somewhere in the gloom just ahead, someone or something is awaiting your reply. Okay, I can retweet or identify myself, but I can use divination to find out is it safe. Succeeded. Oh, you immediately sense that to remain here is to place yourself in considerable power. Well, only considerable? I'm not moving for only considerable power. Identify myself. You call out and announce your presence, stopping short of offering your name. to the unseen presence lurking somewhere in the darkness ahead. The soft, clear voice promptly sounds again, its gentle tone inexplicably filling you with a profound sense of dread. Leave here! You are not welcome here! I can no longer control what is about to befall you! Leave! Do you not hear my warning? Leave! Fly to Quen! Fly to your broken master and fall at his feet! The hounds of Juve Quen have no place in my presence! Alright, so there's there's two undead lords here, and, well, they hate each other. Although, admittedly, Quen hates everybody, so... So it's not equal. Quen only has a teeny bit of hatred, hatred for this guy, but this guy has a lot of hatred for Quen. They both have the same amount of total hatred. Just as Quen has to share his out amongst everybody. The voice falls silent and a tall, fleshless figure, clad in rusted plate, steps out of the room. The armoured skeleton, its bone fingers wrapped tightly around the hilt of a broken sword, halts at the edge of your light. Before you can even contemplate your next move, a horde of staggering, armour-clad corpses Stagger out of the darkness behind the skeleton. The seven ghoulish fiends, protecting their lord and master as they did when they walked among the living, swarm forward and attack. You hurriedly prepare to meet their swift and deadly assault. The first of your seven ghoulish foes, an armoured axe brandishing ghoul, staggers forward and attacks. The ghoul axeman hacks at you with his deadly axe. Savage blow for 5 damage and is slain. 13 XP. You step back from the tattered remains of the slain ghoul and immediately draw yourself into combat ready stance. It's another ghoul axeman. Hacks you with deadly axe. Are they all axemen? Uh, I'm not getting any XP, but I am getting the post combat heal. The armor ghoul hack. Yeah, they're all. They're all. Right, this is another axeman. Yeah, I'm going to quick combat them now, unless we get something other than an axeman. 
Ah, here's a ghoul warrior. An armoured blade-wielding ghoul. The armoured ghoul swipes at you with his rusted blade. Savage blow for six damage and is slain. And here's another ghoul warrior. Swipes at you with his rusted blade and is slain. You step back from the tattered remains of the slain ghoul and immediately rejoice the combat ready stance. The last of the undead region, an armoured, sword-wielding ghoul, lurches forward and attacks. The armoured ghoul slashes you with its decayed sword, and I finish it off with a battle rage. 64 XP, yeah, you can get quite a bit of XP in aspect. You step away from the remains of the last ghoul, and draw yourself into combat-ready stance as you prepare to confront the armoured skeleton. 16 XP. The armoured skeleton lowers its lifeless gaze to the butchered remains of its ghoulish legion. Then, without speaking, the undead fiend steps back and melts into shadows, swiftly vanishing. You wait for nearly a minute, your eyes warily scouring the darkness ahead for any sign of the creature's return. When you're certain this is gone, you quickly prepare to set off on your way. Alright, go south. There's something at the end of this passage. You're standing in a small, empty chamber, southern end of the corridor. A block of white stone protrudes from the west wall. Something is engraved on this, on this block's smooth surface. Examine the white stone block. The engraving adorns the stone block. Turns out to be a single word. Exurion, or something like that. Exurion. I, I don't know how it's, it's spelt. X e r i x u n. However, that's supposed to be pronounced. You're certain that the word is an ancient of ancient out of our origin. This is a word of destruction. A powerful but misunderstood form of Ardivarian magic. When used against the foe for which it was created, an Ardivarian word of destruction can produce deadly effects. Well, it can't be for me because it wasn't used. Considering how much this guy hates Quen, it's probably for Quen. So, I'm sure it will make... You make an effort to remember the word before stepping back from the block. Alright, now to find my way out of this little crypt. Approach the iron door, go through the iron door. Watch the tomb, it's crypt, I guess. All tombs are crypts, I'm sure there's... I'm sure there must be a subtle difference between them, but I don't know it. Leave the grove. Alright, now we're back to regular, regular axe path for a bit. Alright, I'm just, just before the tomb, and there's two paths off the main path. There's a stony path, there's, there's nothing there yet. There's a place where you use an item, and you miss this dinner, but that's not yet. Climb the hill, and investigate an opening. You stand at the top of an overgrown hill in the midst of Axepath Cemetery. 
The edge of the dark opening in the earth, the stench of decay that wises out of the shadowy hole, defeat is overpowering. Peering into the wide opening, you can make out what appears to be the interior of a crypt. You've little doubt that grave robbers are responsible for the makeshift passage leading down into the ancient tomb. Well, if it's with we're robbing graves, let's join in. Climb down into the tomb. The bottom of the hole, nearly eight feet below the summit above, you discover a broad easterly passage descending further into the earth. The stench of decay, which was overpowering above, is even stronger here and causes your eyes to water incessantly. Follow the sloping passage to the east. The atrocious light source splashing its invasive luminescence across the damp stone blocks to make up the four sides. The four sides sides of the broad sloping passage you cautiously make your way downward ever further into the crypt through nearly a minute the passage enters a heavy but severely decayed iron door a thick ring fixed to the door provides the obvious means by which you might affect the opening of the ancient portal open the iron door with only a slight tongue on the wing affixed to its crumbling surface the heavy iron door swings slowly outward, revealing a circular chamber of stone that is long hidden behind it. You cautiously step into the room and are immediately shocked at the stabbing glow of your light reveals. Piled high in the corners of this chamber were all manner of magnificent objects, treasures that were long ago intoned here than wait. What happened to the tomb robbers? Did something get them? Entombed with the very horror that's just appeared at the edge of the Oh, that's what happened to them. Your pulse quickens as you take a step back as a tall, shadowy figure suddenly lurches the view on the far side of the chamber, edging slowly into your pool of light. You involuntarily gasp as your light reveals the staggering form, revealing it to be a rag-clad, half-rotted corpse. The large, wizened cadaver reaches down to his side and produces a rusty sword which it begins to brandish with remarkable skill. The sound of metal grating across stone causes you to glance back the door behind you. The decaying iron door is slowly closing. With no doubt the powerful and dead being advancing upon you is attempting to make certain the invaders' tomb just not to escape. So I could fight or flee. Now I'm going to flee because I've never done that before. You turn and bolt from the chamber, making it through the closing door. Only a moment before it shuts with a loud thud. You quickly retreat along the passage and climb back through the tall harbour which you entered the tomb, thankful to be leaving the, wear, leaving the lair of the risen corpse. Uh, climbed out down there. Okay, let's follow the stony. Okay. Alright, well, we've got some regular Axe Baffy stuff going on now. Step outside the tomb. Okay, let's follow the stony path again. No, not the stony path. 
climb the hill and investigate the opening, climb down into the cool, come to east, open the door. Okay, let's fight this wag clad corpse. As a sword wielding wag clad corpse draws closer, you're suddenly overcome by a deep sense of dread. Hmm. Did it learn that sense of dread from the the grave warden, perhaps? Or did they both learn it from the same person? Alright, it's picking a number, bonus for 20 from spirit. Pick now. 52 success. You manage to suppress your rising fear, and to assume a battle ready stance. Prepare to engage the gruesome undead being in a brutal fight to the finish, the wag clad corpse. The wag clad corpse slashes you with its rusted sword. Savage blow for 7 damage, that's not very much. Another one for 15 damage, and then 16 damage, then 7 damage. Yeah, he's got a lot of specials now. Alright. Keep going, keep going. It was, it was 11 plus even with Tiara's staff. Is this slain? 9 XP. Strewn across the floor of the chamber at your feet are the smashed and severed remains of your powerful undead foe. You step back and warily scan the shadowy corners of the crypt, eager to see if there are any such horrors lurking about. Satisfied that you are now alone, you take a few moments to recover from the brutal combat before making a thorough search of the chamber. And there's a lot of stuff to pick up here. I'm going to start at the bottom with the nicest stuff. This will sell for several thousand gold All right, I'm gonna sell off drop my sturdy scythe and drop this two-handed sturdy sword Right, that's pretty much that's all the really good stuff I've left a few things behind because I forgot to sell off everything before I went here but when you do it you'll remember oh and also 225 gold 16 of it in the form of 5 trinkets towards the back of the chamber covered in dust we discover 3 unlocked chests each containing a large amount of gold. I've got 1,133 gold, 1,452 gold, 3,432 gold. Alright, so on about 6,000 ish gold. Which is nice. There's nothing further of interest in the crypt. You eat and eager to get out of here. You turn and prepare to leave this musty place of death. The iron door, which had previously closed the command of the wag clad corpse, is now ajar. You step out into the passes beyond and hurriedly climb out of the now deserted crypt. 1,024 experience to general, 256 experience to all skills and powers. Well done, Sir Crokington. 
Your victory over the gruesome risen corpse has ensured another vile undead creature. A sinister confederate of Lord Duth Quen will never again intrude upon the world, world of the living. And unlike all the... This is, what, this is one of those rare things in here that stays dead. Everything else comes back, but that's a one-off fight. Partly because if you fought it again, you get to lose its stuff again, and that... That would be ridiculous. You stand at the top of an overgrown hill in the midst of Axeback Cemetery, the edge of a dark opening in the earth. The stench of decay that rises out of the shadowy hall at your feet is overpowering. It was in the defiled tomb below that you fought and defeated a fearsome, wag-clad corpse that violently defended its final resting place. Back to the hill. Okay, now we're back to regular axe path for a while. I've just reached Duth Quen, the boss of this cemetery. Who that guy in the crypt really hates. And I suddenly recalled the Adavarian word of destruction. You saw carved on the white stone block. And instinctively realised a deadly utterance was created for use. Against the very abomination now bearing down on you to speak the word of destruction. Zixuan! The word of destruction erupts from your float like a blood curdling roar of some dreadful beast. The effect is immediate. Lord Quent slows his rapid approach and seems to almost recoil as the lingering sound of your voice unnaturally echoes unnaturally throughout the gloom. You sense that the word of destruction has weakened and confused the mighty undead lord. Wasting no time, you leap forward and prepare to attack your eroded foe. Now it's scaled to a lower number, I'm pretty sure. The hideous tooth crane swipes at you with his rotting clawed hands. Yes, it's generally, it's generally easier. And I'm still getting some hits in, but he is slain. 32 XP. Duth Quen slumps to the ground at your feet and does not move again. He dissolves into black angps. Examine the sarcophagus. You examine. You discover a large box of gold. 255 gold. Much to your surprise, you discover a long cloth wrapped item hidden beneath the box. You unwrap the lengthy object. Bottom sarcophagus, and surprised to discover it is a black bladed longsword. The sword appears to be a remarkable weapon, and quite obviously of chanted. You pick up the sword and decide to take it with you. It's the Quen Blade. It's got a melee weighting of 12 and 10x reverses on dead. It also has the power of wounding, whatever that is. This black-bladed longsword was once wielded by the infamous warrior and tyrant Lord Juve Quen. The sword provides an additional melee weighting bonus versus undead foes. This weapon is of magical quality. When you're at last certain you haven't overlooked anything, you turn away from the sarcophagus and prepare to leave the crypt of Lord Juve Quen. Now this... The Quen Blade is the best weapon you can find 
when you're when you don't have an AG membership. Especially considering that the hardest adventure you can do when you're a non-AG member happens to be filled with undead, that being Kiadras too. So you're going to be spending quite a long time getting this blade so that you can use it to beat up Kiadra. I'm not sure what the power of wounding does though. I assume it's damage. We've got encumbrance of four as well. Now for for AG members it's not so good because Chiara's staff is uh, uh, just superior in superior in every way pretty much. It's got more attack, provides a bigger bonus it boosts your stats, it boosts your level reserve, it provides bonuses against more things. It's 15 extra versus demons and 11 extra versus shadows. Although, admittedly, you don't fight demons and shadows that often. But still, in fact, probably the only time where you fight shadows is this is the scenario where you get it. Guess it could come in handy in Proving Grounds 5, but you'll probably finish that before you get it. Oh well. When, it's, when, when, when at last you're certain you haven't overlooked anything, you turn away from the sarcophagus and press and leave the crib of Duke Gwen. Uh, 35 more gold. Horde of Stone Dunes, Horde of Seven Ghouls, I'll do that again, but I'll pause it for that. And now the reward for finishing the tomb again, with 192 experience to general, and 48 experience to all skills and power. Pretty nice, pretty nice. Alright. And, um, well, and there's, there's still more to uncover. You know, uncover the stuff to do with the tablet but that will be for the next episode but until then farewell fellow adventurers everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.